127 on the mic exists simply as an extension of our college ministry 127 at FBC Bryan. Our prayer is that this podcast be used in accordance with you belonging and investing into a local body. And we hope that this resource is growing in relationship with and understanding of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hey, 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 what's up? Welcome to the podcast. So true. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who we, who we got here today? It's weird not hearing like a guy's voice. I know. Why is there no guy's voice? Girl takeover. Girl resident takeover. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> <laughs> who was that? This is Bailey. Hey, Bailey. Yep. Bailey, your local women's and young professionals resident. Except I really should take young professionals off my title. I mostly have with women's. <laughs> young professionals are important too. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're great. They're just doing awesome because Abby Bryant helps lead there. So Wait, Heather oh, Huey, Abby they're Bryant killing is it. Shout out. Another amazing woman. Who else we got? We've got Madeline, the your local kids resident here at FBC Bryan. Love that. When did oh. you start? Oh. Oh, I started, let's see, a little under a month ago. Yahoo. But before that, for a year. Yeah. <laughs> right. We also got Emma, your local missions and connections resident. Yeah, we do. What do you do, Emma? Missions and connections. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> no, it's a lot of... Um, kind of finding people who filled out connect cards, just any interest in the church and making sure their data is all inputted so we can reach out to them, invite them to events like Make It Your Church, also planning and coordinating mission trips, um, mission fundraising events, stuff like that. Mm, but shout, shout out to William and Sarah. They're pretty cool. Shout out to William and Sarah. I love that. I do feel like I have to shout out Jay, Tess and Gracie or I will get blamed. <laughs> so shout out all of them. Okay, you're awesome, Renee Brady. <laughs> I would shout out my people, but they're on this podcast every week. So yeah, they don't get a shout out. They don't get a shout out. They don't need, if you need a shout out for them, you can go back one week or probably to the next week. I feel like you could shout out Jason Dutton. I'll shout out Jason Dutton. I do work with that, with that guy a lot. He's awesome. He's really great. Um, I feel like there's a stereotype that when we're just all girls in the podcast, you know, there's certain things that we have to talk about, but I want to break the stereotype um, because we were asked on our Instagram um, some questions and 50% of the questions that we were asked were about sports. And so uh, how, how does everybody feel about sports? First of all, well, the good news is I know the teams playing in the Super Bowl. Who are they? The San Francisco 49ers with the quarterback Brock Purdy. And mm, love the that Kansas City Chiefs quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. So that's a really big deal that I know that. Could not name you more than five of the MLB teams. Can't name you more than one of the hockey teams. What's the one? <laughs> the <laughs> Dallas Stars. <laughs> yeah. um, don't know anyone else. Um, that's my... Do you know who won the Stanley Cup last year? That is the the, the Dallas Stars. No, they didn't. Oh, wait, the Las Vegas team. Yeah, the Golden Knights. Yes, That's, because so I was actually too. flying through Las Vegas to get to Hawaii, like when they won or something. It was crazy. Everyone shout, was 
Bailey flying to Hawaii for vacation. <laughs> yes, slight flags. <laughs> Everyone was going crazy. I remember that now. But yeah, I don't I'm surprised I know all that I just shared with y'all. You also forgot one major sport category. Basketball? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the Spurs. Really? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> my my parents lived in San Antonio for seven years. Do you years. know the Frenchman that now plays for the Spurs? <laughs> no. <laughs> He's only like the biggest player in basketball right now, but that's okay. What who is it? Uh Victor Wembanyama. Mm, love that guy too. He's like seven <laughs> foot nine. He might even be taller than that. Well, tell us how you feel about sports. <laughs> if you can't tell, I love sports. It's one of my favorite things. Big uh, Rockets fan. Speaking of that, I think we got a question about a Rockets player. Oh, I did not we know do. that was a Rockets player. Yeah, Jalen Green we did. is a Jaylen Rockets Green, player. Jalen Green. The question that we got asked on the Instagram was, who is better, Jalen Green or Cade Cunningham? Un- unfortunately, I have to go Cade. But... Jalen Green is really fun to watch because he's really flashy, big poster dunks. Like mm. here I'm doing a windmill type 360 moment. Um, Cade Cunningham has also been hurt. He's he's back now, but he's a really good. Mm. He plays basketball really well. So what position? Position. Mm-hmm. The one that scores. The one that they. Yeah. Okay. The, I mean, I know a lot shooters. Of well, <laughs> the, like I mean, they all, they all will shoot. Yeah, yeah. Is that the? But, never mind. I don't want to say something and it be wrong and get whatever. flamed for it. I mean, my guess would be shooting guard, but yeah. If anybody that knows positions in basketball hears that and disagrees, just don't let me know. Like, let me live in this. <laughs> I know all about the teams and players. I don't, but positions—that's hard. Yeah, yeah. Especially in basketball, I know. I know who plays first base. I know who plays second base in baseball. All of those things, and in football, I even know all of the positions, but basketball they move so fast <laughs> basketball is the only sport i've like played it's also different like you were probably like what a three a one okay, i was you, a point okay a one yeah. i feel like boys they don't really call it that i feel like it's like shooting guard yeah wing center center is a really tall guy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i did swimming in high school <laughs> incredible <laughs> which like i feel like hardly i mean it's a sport for sure but in the category of like I know things about sports is like pretty low on the priority list there so what did what did you like to swim uh I used to do butterfly for a while and then I like like broke my shoulder and at my knee and just everything and so then I strictly did sprint freestyle because I didn't want to do anything else cool that's awesome that's all I got Emma I was a gymnastics girly and a Mm. dance girl, but I don't know anything about like sports like football, basketball. But what I do know about football is that the Super Bowl party at FBC on Sunday is going to be such a slay (laughs) and everyone should come. That was that was an awesome plug, Emma. Thank you so much. Speaking about the church. Oh, I think we're talking about something related to the church today. Ooh. Any- I was going to ask if anyone had ever been a leader of their sport team. Oh, oh. that would have also been, that would have been also a good one. That would have been a good transition. Not to like relive my glory days. But I was captain 
of the softball team when I was mm. in high school. Wow. So hey, I was the captain of the swim team. I was the captain Wait. of the drill team. Wait, are we all wow. are we all like leaders? <laughs> That's <was> crazy. <laughs> I was not a captain. <laughs> That's crazy because today we're talking about leaders and serving in the church. Um, and so, first of all, to kick us off, how do you how do you start? How do you get involved in serving or leading in an organization or in the church? What have y'all's experiences been with that? How do you do it? Yeah, it took me a little while here at FBC Brian just because I decided that this was my church home really quickly after coming here. But um, just like didn't know where to plug in for a little bit. Um, so eventually I was just like, hey, I got to take I have to be willing to take a step forward in mm-hmm. like a place of finding service or finding leadership. Um, it's not just like, oh, you come here. Here's something for you to do. Like sometimes we have to seek that out a little bit. And so uh, after service, I went to guest reception and I just was like, hey. To whoever was there that day, I don't remember, but I said, Hey, I want to serve. Where's a place that's most needed right now? I'm just here and like have open hands to, to where I need to plug in for the time being. Cause it was like in the middle of a semester. Mm-hmm. And so not anything where I could, you know, Bible study leader or something like that. It was just, Hey, where do we need right now? And that was in kids. And so I got to serve for a year and a half helping with the fifth and sixth grade Sunday school classes, which was a hoot. Um, <laughs> so definitely the Lord taught me a lot just serving in there. Um, these days I love really hanging out with the youth. So I found out I like a little above fifth and sixth graders, but mm. yeah, so I just started there just asking. Sweet. What about you guys? Yeah, for me, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> for <Nice>. me, um, <laughs> I got a little bit of a cough, but I started out at FBC serving with the preschool ministry. Um, and at the time, I think the big thing was they were asking for help because they were just so understaffed. So they had like opportunities. Like if you ever have the serving QR codes, like what? Sorry, Bailey's like, <laughs> Doing charades at me. I was wanting to get closer to your mic. Oh, okay. Hello. Is that better? That is perfect. Okay, perfect. Well, um, anyway, the QR codes, like I'd say definitely like fill those out, like take that initiative to where are you interested in? Like find um, that place. Also, I served for a while at the Baptist Student Ministry. Um, There, it just started. I got really um, connected with people, got really connected in my small group. They're really good at kind of making you known there. Um, So my big obstacle with that was stepping into leadership roles like Bible study. It's just like overcoming kind of that fear of like feeling like I had to be good enough. I had to be wise enough. I had to already be equipped and just knowing Mm -hmm. that the Lord was going to equip you um, and that like you're not going to be perfect to kind of get rid of that expectation. But yeah, People are super encouraging. Um, If you have those kind of fears, I'd really encourage you to find someone you can talk through that with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when I was in college 800 years ago, it feels like (laughs) um, the church that I was at, um, all of college needed um, some people to serve on the hospitality team. And so I thought that was a great chance for me to one, like fill a need, but also see a lot of faces throughout Mm -hmm. the day because we'd have a table with some snacks and um, water and coffee or things like that. Um, and just got to connect with people in that way. Um, 
so that was my experience in college serving um and for me I, I mean I got a little bit lucky like the first position that I um got to, like to serve in I stayed in the whole time because I loved it right and so it's okay if you start somewhere and you know you think I love first graders mm-hmm. they're <laughs> awesome and they are but sometimes people have different gifts that are more um like, you know, you might have a natural bent more towards first graders or maybe it's youth kids. And so there's a big difference and a need for both of the spots. And so if you find somewhere to serve and it's maybe not exactly mm. what you were expecting and you feel like your service could be used elsewhere, I mean, there's a way to step away from that as well, as long as, you know, you're still getting plugged in and serving in another spot. Mm. Yeah. Good word. Good word. Um, yeah, I guess I'll talk a little bit about how I got plugged in serving here. Um, I was really fortunate as my roommate and best friend, shout out Brenna, um, was already going here and she, my very first week here when I was like, Hey, I think this like might be the church I want to go to. She walked me straight up to John and introduced me and then just like dropped that I like led worship at my church back home. Um, and at the time they had been like needing more of that, um, and like praying for people to come in that had that gifting. And so John was like, yeah, of course we'll get you plugged in right away. And so, but I knew I wanted to be serving in another area, um, more than just worship. And so my whole first year I was also serving with youth, which was really awesome. Um, and I think that's, I love that space and just like getting to create relationships, relationships with them and serving on Wednesdays was like super sweet. So I did that. Um, how do you know if you're called to serve in the church versus like an organization or both? Yeah, good question. I think that as believers, we are all called to serve in the church um, because like scripture says that we're all giving gifts that are able to build up the body of Christ. And so each of those people's look, people, everyone's gifts look unique. And so as we come together in a body through church or um, like a whole community of town wide, um, then the people with different gifts get to make like Sundays and Wednesdays and other activities happen because if we were all the same, um, then things wouldn't get done and meet everyone's needs in the community. And so everyone's gifts are super important to the local church. Mm -hmm. So whatever that gift is, finding a space to use it is what scripture tells us to do. Agreed. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I love that. As I was finishing, I thought um, you also asked about outside of church ministries, Mm -hmm. right? So um, something that I thought of kind of, beforehand was thinking of the ways that serving on breakaway and impact really, oh, I always do this impacted me every time I talk about impact. (laughs) I say the the name every time. Um, but the way that it benefited how I now serve the church, because by participating in a parachurch ministry, I was given more tools on how to go about sharing the gospel, how to share my testimony. Well, um, through breakaway, I worked in the office a couple hours a week. So I got some just really applicable like admin skills and stuff. Mm. Um, and then just getting comfortable with leading a small group, all of those things were opportunities given to me, um, 
I want to say like before I had the opportunity at the church to do that. And so because Mm -hmm. I was like volunteering and kids and I was still hanging out in college ministry, stuff like that, it wasn't, it just wasn't my place at the time, like to be leading small groups with peers, but I was learning that through impact and then get to use that now in the, in the local church. And so knowing if we are called to serve outside of the church is a little different um, than how we are all called to serve in the church, Mm -hmm. but getting to do so is usually like of a benefit to Mm -hmm. in your like experience in the church as well. Yeah, I definitely think that's really good. I think a big thing to remember when serving in organizations outside of the church is that the point of those is to find people and push them into the church. Um, So it's important, like when going to places like, for instance, I did a lot of time at the BSM, but that's not church. You know, you're still called to go church to find your community there. But um, places like the BSM were really sweet because they had that on-campus location where they were able to reach the campus. They were right in the center of like places where tons of lost people were. Um, So it was a good way for them to reach out and like share Jesus with them. And like the goal was to get them plugged into a church, you know? And I think just based on like, if you are called to go um, to an organization outside of the church to serve, I think your best bet is just a lot of prayer um, and discernment and asking the Lord, like, where do you want me to spend my time? How do you want me to serve you um, alongside however you're serving at the church but mm-hmm. yeah a lot of my time in college outside of serving at the local church mm-hmm. was with impact um, and like Bailey said earlier like so many different skills and tools added to my like tool mm-hmm. belt to serve the people around me now better and mm-hmm. like something that you know going into into college, I would have never known until I got to serve an impact that like college students and like helping them find and follow Jesus and pushing them to the local church is something that I'm super passionate about. Mm-hmm. And so that was also um, something that like, I feel like the Lord really honored during my time in college was just to help me find um, like a passion of mine. So I was really grateful for that. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of impact, um, I kind of have a little bit of impact brain um, where they say, you know, you want to be attending, belonging, serving, and leading. Um, and so I want to talk kind of about the distinction between those two last words there, serving and leading. Is there a difference? What's the difference? Can those terms be used interchangeably? Um, and how are they both gifts to us? I would say they're different. Um, serving leaders are oftentimes servants and a lot of times servants are leaders. Um, but they are different in like, Oh, I'm going to not have the best words for this, <laughs> but we were just in fresh and equipped last night talking about how good leaders are servants. And so if you are given a space to lead, um, hopefully that's like reflected in humility to the people that you are over. I say that like, over loosely, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but also leaders don't just have titles. Like leaders are people who come into a ministry and they're living out, um, just like a passion and a joy and excitement for what the Lord is doing in this ministry. And 
bringing other people in to what is happening in our ministry or people who are here checking in on them, being someone that is representative of Christ. And so people are just following them and what they're doing um, because they're excited about the way their walk looks. Um, Mm -hmm. So leaders can come in all sorts of forms. They can have a title. They might not have a title. Um, But a lot of times good leaders are servants. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm landing for now. love that. I feel like it's like a all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares kind of situation. Yeah. I feel like to be like a good leader, at least in, in kind of the Christian sense of like what we look at as a good leader and following the example of Jesus, it's like all leaders in that sense should be servants, but maybe not necessarily everybody that's serving is considered a leader. Yeah. This could be an odd example considering I haven't served on the AV team, (laughs) but I would say that you can use your like gifts of knowledge of like sound and media things to serve the body by running sound. And that night might not be the area that you are a leader in. Mm. Um, So you can like, you can serve in areas that you're not necessarily leading in. Yes. Mm. And you can also be a leader to your peers in other ways, but they're like form of service is like running AV. Yeah. I don't know. That's my thought. That makes sense. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so if they are different and I think a lot of people, if they've been serving in a church for a long time or even serving in an organization, they kind of come to this point. Uh, how do you transition from like serving to a position of leading? Is there a transition? Like, what does that look like? I mean, I hope with a lot of humility, right? I mean, I think that if you recognize that the you may be stepping from a, a serving role to now the leadership maybe over that specific area, it's not because of your doing, right? And so mm-hmm. um, that goes back to the Lord giving us all different gifts and where he's maybe blessed us in different ways and um, also like him being faithful to grow you and equip you to now step into a different role and help lead people that are maybe where you were just not too long ago. Right. And so helping them give them the tools and you have experience and doing so and sharing that experience in a way that is, you know, honoring to the Lord and saying that this is what he's done in my life. And and now I get to serve others and hopefully um, just proclaim Christ through all of our service and all that we're doing um, and be an example for now uh, people that are serving in different capacities. And so, I mean, typically it feels like they might be younger than you. They don't have to be, but you have some life experience and now some experience in this role. How can I now share my experience with those people and help like run alongside them? Yeah. 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 Um, I think for me, I think I stepped from an area of serving into like a lot of leadership very quickly. And so that transition for me was like, I don't know, it it was strange in the sense of like, I wasn't necessarily just leading people that were younger than me. And so I think in cases like that, like the biggest thing that I've learned is that like leading, you have to take a sense of ownership, maybe for things that aren't even necessarily like 
your fault or even in your control, but part of what distinguishes like just serving in an area and leading over an area is like now you're responsible, like not just for the good things, but also for the bad things. I think everybody wants to be a leader of something that's successful, but when it comes to something that's like not going so great, you know, maybe the the team that you're leading like has conflict. Maybe it's just not as, you know, efficient as it, as it could be. Maybe you're not connecting with people as well as you hoped. Um, nobody really wants to be the leader in those situations. And so I think a lot of what I learned this past year um, and in stepping into even residency and all of that has been like leadership as a form of like taking kind of responsibility for the people that, you know, you've been given to lead. Um, Madeline, you kind of brought up the point of like stepping into those roles with humility, which I think is so important. So how do you kind of navigate maybe pride when you're stepping into kind of a new role or position or even just like serving? I think it's really easy to do that, um, and do it with a lot of pride. And I was, we were just talking the other day, all of us that, you know, leaving high school, now there's a ton of opportunities to serve and lead in different capacities. And so, I mean, with, with all sorts of organizations in the church and all sorts of things like that. Um, and so it's going from, for, for me personally, I mean, besides of course my high school hero moment of being captain of the softball team, like I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't leading in a sense in a like position, right? Like hopefully it was leading my peers and different things like that, but um, in a position wasn't leading. And so now all of a sudden you go to college, you're wide eyed. There's all these opportunities in front of you. How do you um, like step into a position and not be like, Oh, that's because of me. Right. And so mm. I think um, I, like my suggestion to incoming students um, buzzword incoming students, but um, <laughs> would be like to, before you even consider stepping into roles like that, like making sure that you're, like heart is in a really good spot of this has nothing to do with me. And so I think um, more practically, maybe like a check in with yourself and check in with even your leaders um, of like, A, it, like, have you noticed anything about me um, leading in X, Y, or Z capacity? And that's a like opportunity for them to speak life into you and say like, hey, I've mm -hmm. really seen these be awesome things that you're doing. And the Lord is working through you in this way, in this way, in this way, or like still those things and the Lord is still working. This is where I see that like you could be challenged in. And that's like biblical, right? Like yeah. we should all be challenging each other and encouraging each other. Um, and so that's what I would say on that. Yeah. Um, at women's retreat, a lady brought up in a small group time, the verse from Job 1, 21 B and it says, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And so I think a lot of times when we're walking into leadership roles, just like you were talking about, knowing that um, it was not our doing and just having these hands that say like, wow, the Lord has given this. And also it, it can quickly and easily be taken away too. Um, but blessed be the name of the Lord. And so running back to that, um, as you are gathering for like weekly meetings for if that's like something that is part of your leadership role going into that with just the prayer of dependency on the Lord and all that you're doing. Um, I remember going to youth camp last summer. It was between children's and heading into youth camp and they were literally the same day. Like we got back from children's, we were on our way to youth camp 
And I was so exhausted. And I just remember crying, thinking, I can't do this. Like, I can't give anything more. Um, and the Lord showed up in the biggest ways possible because I was able to just step back and know that Bailey had no strength mm. to do youth camp, but the Lord did. And that's the most, I think, dependent I've ever had. Like my heart posture was just a sweet surrender. And so I continually ask the Lord a lot that in all that I currently have, would he give me that same dependency um, every day that just like remind me of the fact that it's a blessing that I get to do what mm. I'm doing and from him, uh, not in my own strength. So I think it's easy to fall into the trap of pride. And so I think we just have to be quick to do self-reflections from time to time and be like, where am I at with this? Mm, for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree. I feel like it's a constant heart check, um, especially in leadership, because some things are going to happen that will be really good and just like such a reflection of how the Lord is moving. But it's so quick to be like, oh, I'm doing such a good job right now. But you'll also have the times where it's like, I feel like I don't know what's going on. I feel like I don't have the strength to do that. And you'll also make it more about yourself. Like, how am I doing? How am I doing? How am I doing? Instead of just like setting your eyes on the Lord, being like, the Lord is going to sustain me. The Lord is the one who's doing this. And I know that the Lord is going to use me in my spaces. So yeah, I think for me, like, it's just constant prayer, constant heart checks, um, making sure that Whenever I do serve, um, I'm not doing it for, oh, this is such a good thing that I'm doing, but just remembering to step out in humility. And the reason why we're doing this is to glorify God, to glorify Jesus. But mm, So good. Yeah, I think something when you're looking at humility and leading and even stepping into a role, kind of like we were talking about, I think you're not necessarily ready to lead until you're ready to not lead. Yeah. Like if you need to be the, like in charge, you need this title, you need this position. Like if you need that, then yeah. it, it's most likely coming from a place of pride of like, I, I need to be recognized. I need people to know that I'm important. And if those are the thoughts that we're having, it's mm -hmm. really hard to then have humility once you stepped into that role that you once like quote unquote needed. Yeah. Um, An organization I get to hang out with a lot. I feel like my mic is being weird. Sorry. Um, is I go global and they're really good at just like sticking students in leadership roles and just letting them go with it. And I remember being led as a 15 year old in Germany by a 16 year old who was there for six weeks and being like, wow, that's crazy. You put a lot of trust in this like 16 year old. <laughs> um, but it allows the person who is given that opportunity, the chance to step into that, to grow and learn so much. And someone that you just might not have expected to be a good leader yeah. is then given an opportunity and is incredible. And so I think it's, it's also a good check sometimes if we see someone that maybe we didn't think like had the qualifications or whatever to be a leader. Um, that's just like, such a heart check in our, like trying to think we have the wrong heart posture. If we see mm -hmm. someone in leadership who 
based off of like other experiences, we're not comfortable with them being there because we are just as undeserving um, of that position as anyone else. And so, yeah, I think you kind of brought that up the other day in mm-hmm. meeting. So you might say it better, but yeah. Um, I think something that the Lord's really been teaching me like over the past year is that yeah, in situations where maybe we're like uncomfortable with leadership that has been put into place. I think there's some discernment there of like, maybe I don't trust this person as a leader, but at the end of the day, like I trust my authority who put them into leadership. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's a moment of like coming to the end of yourself and being like, God can choose whoever he wants to lead. And I mean, that's applicable to like the church and organizations, but also into like governments. And like, if we believe that God is sovereign, then like we have to trust that the leadership that he's putting into place not saying that all leadership is good leadership, but we have to trust that it is granted by a sovereign God. Yeah. But yeah. Feel, oh, good. Oh, sorry. No, go, um, go so I feel like we're talking about, you know, maybe leaders that are kind of sometimes like stepping out and maybe don't feel super equipped and all of those things. And like we can give them grace and all those things. But I feel like a lot of times people kind of expect the leadership to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And so like, how on the flip side of that, like, how can we like correct our heart posture to leaders when they're not perfect? Because we all, I know we all agree in the room mm-hmm. that they're not going to be. Yeah. And so, but I feel like it's a really easy temptation for people to, you know, point things out of leaders that they don't like or that they think is not um, maybe what they would do. Yeah, there's a lot of examples in scripture of leaders failing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even just last night, we were reading about David and and his experience with Bathsheba and then sending off her husband or trying to like put him at the war front so that he would be killed. And it's like, that was not a good leader move. Um, nor do I hope anyone so. in our ministry is doing that. Oh, <laughs> but um I just think that just like Sierra said, I mean, the Lord is sovereign over all of those things. And so just remembering that there's so many examples in scripture, even of, of people failing and being okay with letting that happen sometimes. Mm. I also think this is something that you don't necessarily fully appreciate until you, it's kind of like a walk a mile in their shoes kind of thing mm-hmm. of like, I don't think I fully appreciated my leaders until I stepped into a role of leadership where, okay, now I have a team. Oh no, I'm messing up. Like your brain is only capable of like so much. So of course, you know, there's going to be stuff that falls to the the cracks. And so I think even in positions of serving and leadership, I think you learn so much about the way that other people lead. And sometimes it just happens. You have to recognize that everybody has a different leadership style and maybe you really struggle with somebody's leadership style And I think it's okay to have healthy conversations about that and to bring that up. But also at the end of the day, giving people grace that God has given us different gifts and different talents and different strengths and knowing that we can lean on each other's strengths and we can help each other in our weaknesses. And I think having that mutual understanding helps navigate some of that conflict. For sure. Agreed. You said walk a mile in your shoes and all I can think of is like, if it was Madeline, me. Mm-hmm. Walk a mile in my hokas. If it's Bailey, <laughs> walk a mile in her blundstones. <laughs> Emma's looking like Converse. Mm-hmm. Got or hokas Crocs. On too. Hokas or on. Walk a mile in I my love, Crocs. I love my Crocs. Ooh, <laughs> okay. That's going to be a hard mile for me. <laughs> they are destroyed right now. I need new Crocs. Um, yeah. 
we have, it's kind of like final five time. I have another question I want to ask, but I feel like it's going to ask, ask, ask. All right. Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about burnout. Oh yeah. Cause that's a big topic in both areas of serving and leadership and probably something maybe you guys have experienced and could speak some wisdom into how to prevent it, how to know if you are, this could be a whole nother podcast episode, honestly. Yeah. I think there might've been one. There might've been one. Yeah, there might've been one, but I'll give my quick two cents because I would say at the end of last week, I felt pretty burnt out. Mm -hmm. Um, and like some people knew that, but I hadn't brought it to the light with like the people it probably most mattered to. Um, and so whenever I was like finally honest with like my leader and my bosses, um, they were so quick to be servants and to take things off of my plate when I just was like at the end of my rope. And I'm thankful to work in a church where thankfully I have incredible people above me that are more than willing to do that as soon as I say it. Um, and so I know this isn't always the case. If you were leading outside of ministry, um, it might look different, but I think being being honest with the person above you is never a bad thing. Um, asking them where is an area I can take something off of my plate to rest or to pause. Um, and so just being quick to see, like if, if I am got too much going on, um, being, being able to vocalize to someone that can, then can help with one or two things to take off of your load. Yeah. So good. Yeah, I think a pretty typical college struggle would be to spread yourself a little thin. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would encourage not doing that. <laughs> but how to not do that is, I think we talked about it earlier, but really checking in with yourself and like taking time to hit pause. And I and I'm, understand that college is a time where you have the most time in the world. It might not feel like it, but I think we all can guarantee that it's true. Um And so like hitting pause, checking with where you're at, still doing things that you enjoy. I love to play pickleball. I (laughs) I hit pause and I play pickleball and I feel better. Right. And also like being in prayer and just checking with where you're at with different things. And so, um, and this goes back to like, there being a lot of leadership opportunities in college and areas to serve in the church. You, you can't do it all and you're not meant to do it all. Mm. And Sierra sings beautifully. You know who doesn't? <laughs> me. 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 <laughs> me. I'm actually <laughs> me I'm pretty sure I'm tone deaf. So, um, like, and obviously that's a silly example, but because I can't sing, but like <laughs> there's also areas that um, I'm less gifted in and like I don't need to serve in all of them. Like that's just not practical and that's like burnout 101. And so making sure that you're being really faithful to mm. the positions that you are in or position if it's one, right? And so um, I don't think that a sign of a good leader is like an insane capacity to lead or mm-hmm. um, just an insane capacity to get things done. I think that's probably like a side effect. And I think those are all good things. But I don't think you have to be serving in multiple positions at the highest level to be quote unquote a good leader. So that's what I think. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Um, just making sure that you're able to steward the positions that you're in well. Um, 
And also I know with me sometimes when I have like a full load and then there's just a million service opportunities being um, thrown at me, I can start feeling a little legalistic. Like I have to do it and it can become very workspace. And then it becomes also very prideful as well. So it's again, like that heart check, that prayer, like, is this where the Lord's calling me to lead right now? Or is this from my own need to fill that role? You know, Mm -hmm. that's good. Yeah. I think when I experience the most burnout or can get into those unhealthy habits of just like loading my plate way too full is like when I start comparing myself to kind of the way that other people work, the way that other people function the best. And maybe I look at somebody else's plate and I'm like, man, they are doing so much. Like, Mm -hmm. that's really awesome for them. I need to be doing more. Um, And the minute that I start doing that is like, or, or thinking that, you know, stretched in stretched thin is like equal to success, Mm -hmm. especially in ministry. I feel like that is such a terrible like misconception. And so on my computer desktop right now in my office, I have a little sticky note that says stretched thin does not equal success. Um, and then I wrote on the bottom of it, Matthew 11, 28 through 30, which is come to me all who labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lily in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And like the call of Jesus like is one that we should take very seriously and we do need to go and make disciples. But in that, like the burden is easy and light because we have rest in Jesus. And so knowing kind of living in our own limits. And I think that goes back to pride and humility and knowing, knowing your limits and knowing when you've had too much so that you can go to people higher above you, like Bailey was saying, um, and have them take some of that off your plate. And everyone's limits are different and everybody's limits are different. Yeah. Any final thoughts? We covered a lot. (laughs) I think we're good. Bailey's good. Emma, you good? I think so. You good, Madeline? I think I'm good. Everybody's good. Well, hey, we loved getting to take over the podcast today. Woo woo. Woo woo. Um, And hey, we hope to do it again one day. But that's all for now. We love you guys. Bye. 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 People, 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 people.